0: Today's a number is 196. That's the size of Southwest's newest ETOPS bid group, or EBG, in Las Vegas.
1: The timing and the method of this announcement is causing our pilots to ask a lot of questions. So today on this special edition of the podcast, we're talking with SRC Chair Scott Plyler and Scheduling Analyst Cara Monahan, who will try and fill in some of the blanks in the company's recent announcement and help our pilots plan for the upcoming vacancy. Six ninety-seven runway two eight. takeoff traffic three mile final three three
0: left. Runway two eight. takeoff southwest. two three zero. I'm Amy
1: Robinson. And I'm Kurt Heideman, And here's our interview with Scott and Kara.
0: So why are we flipping both Oakland and Las Vegas? Well, Southwest has turned
2: to focus more on leisure travel as the pandemic has
0: most likely reduce the need for
2: business travel for the foreseeable future. Um, and as we've seen with some of the new stations that have either been opened or announced and where a lot of the flights are concentrated right now, leisure travel is where we're going. And Hawaii will eventually ease its COVID travel restrictions. And Southwest really wants to be ready. And this is the way to do it.
1: And so the question a lot of our members are having is the timing on this. It just seems weird that we've made this announcement that they haven't made any actual flight announcements. What's going on with that?
2: Well, if Southwest wants to be able to capitalize upon summer demand, uh, they're going to need to have their pilots trained for it, which with the vacancy timeline that pushes the need to make that decision to qualify pilots for ETOPS about 45 days out. Um, And that is a short turnaround and it doesn't give much of a running start on a decision um, that's going to impact about 400 pilots going forward and into training for
0: April. So let me ask a question, uh, kind of a, a rumor that keeps coming up repeatedly, but does this mean we're buying Hawaiian?
3: Well, Right now, Swappa isn't really aware of uh, any plans to, to buy any other airline. I'm sure there's a lot of s- speculation at the training center where all the great rumors start. But um, right now, this is, is just basically internal and organic E-TOPS for us.
1: And so why the announcement now or why do we think that they're pushing Hawaii now?
2: Flight Ops believes that they have room in their training capacity prior to the one-year EXTOs returning,
0: and this is just the right time to get those pilots ETOPS qualified. So I guess then my next question would be, why Vegas?
3: Well, crew planning looks at um, you know where to put the manning for ETOPS, and you know, currently, obviously, it's uh, Oakland and and uh, LAX, but um, they were looking at Vegas and they were seeing that they were probably going to need to do, you know, uh, obviously a large expansion of of the ETOPS train pilots. And when looking at various scenarios of plusing up Oakland, plusing up uh, LAX, and uh, opening up a, a new EBG, uh, Vegas just kind of popped out when they were doing their runs for. Um, creating just better pairings, better pairing mix, and uh, being able to create better lines. So I know all our LAX folks know that they've been having a, a just a ton of four day trips and they can't quite, we can't quite get the pairing mix to, you know, have a lot of lower, uh, shorter pairings. And uh, just throwing Vegas into the mix, uh, there's a lot of connectivity there and, it, and it, it will make the lines better, not just for Vegas, but also for uh, Oakland and LAX,
1: Scott, can you explain that just a little bit more? Because it is kind of confusing. So you're saying by, by improving or by adding Las Vegas, you're actually going to improve lines in LAX? Would that be
3: Right, right. So uh, a lot of the ETOPS pairings uh, out of LAX right now, because they're not actually flying directly to Hawaii from LAX, they're having to do pre-positioning uh, days, like domestic days, or even just one leg prior and then fly, you know, like Sacramento and then flying over Um Kind of spreading that out across a couple different bases allows the pairing generator to find better better situations to create that. And hopefully we'll start seeing LAX flights directly to Hawaii uh, come up, and that'll also improve the LAX pairings.
0: I guess I would ask, why not just grow LAX instead of creating a complex nether EBG
3: well, the other half of that is, um, is just the vacancy process. And right now, we're kind of getting to the point where all of the folks that live in LAX or have, have been into LAX, and now we're having to uh, displace a couple more uh, pilots in there with every increasing vacancy. So uh, Vegas is a little more popular. Uh, there's a lot of folks in Vegas that would be more than happy to fly some of the ETOPS that that actually live there. So um, opening up an EBG in Las Vegas helps to helps to limit the amount of actual displacements that are that are happening just to man up the the ETOPS. As we see more ETOPS flying, come uh, we might see an an increase in LAX as well. But uh, for right now, opening up Vegas is just a lot easier. And if things don't pan out, then it's easier to kind of stop it, it with Las Vegas um, and put a hold again on
1: LAX. Why do you think there there's so much growth in the EBGs now? Is it, uh, they're not just flipping Oakland, but they're also adding a new one. That seems like a lot in a short period of time.
3: The company is focused on uh, on expanding Hawaii, obviously. And so, you know, that plus uh, getting the MAX8 uh, Etop certified uh, gives us a lot more Uh, opportunities and uh, to make that happen. And the MAX 8 gives us more range uh, than the 800. So it it just does seem kind of logical that there would be an expansion of launching points and having another another base and more ETOPS pilots uh, really helps with that.
0: So what are some challenges you see with these plans to flip Oakland and open um, an EBG in Las, Las Vegas right now?
2: Well, it's going to require a lot of training in order to get our pilot group ready to support the ZTOPS expansion. We did discuss with the company the training capacity, and they are planning to have about 400 pilots between Las Vegas and Oakland come through Dallas for training in April, and they'll be obtaining their route quals between May and June. We saw from the max return to service that there's always going to be unforeseen circumstances and challenges. And... especially with such an aggressive plan. So we're hoping that goes a lot smoother than the max return to service.
3: As far as that, uh, you know, the, the limiting factors aren't necessarily the simulators anymore because we'll all be able to use the the Maxims as well. But um, really, the shortage they have a shortage of check airmen. So just getting them scheduled to do all of these route qualifications is going to be uh, where the real challenge is, and uh, those check airmen are going to be tired of doing doing ETOPS flying.
1: So Scott, how has SRC interacted with the company on managing this whole process?
3: Well, we we certainly have to talk to them about how the vacancies are going to run, kind of the, just the history of how the EBG flip language came into into effect, how that transition is going to happen, and then also kind of dusting off um, some of the lessons learned from how Uh, Oakland EBG was first open two years ago and how that's going to apply to uh, Las Vegas so uh, it's been pretty collaborative uh, talking about that we still have a few issues that we're uh, working our way through Um, some good wins that we've gotten our training golden days off Um, we have new leadership over there at uh, lead ops and uh, they're kind of using that golden rule uh, approach to this you know we ask hey pilots won't know they're going to even be in these ETOPS bid groups or knowing that there's even an opportunity for it. Um, and it doesn't quite fit in with the timeline for how you do normal training going days off. And um, they've they've worked definitely worked with us to try to create an opportunity for that, even though we don't have it set in stone in the contract that this is how this works.
0: Okay. So what should pilots be doing to prepare for this transition?
2: They need to check their vacancy. It is imperative to look at their vacancy bids. Junior captains need to make sure that they plug in the Las Vegas EBG and all the captain categories and the Las Vegas EBG option is already available on CWA. Uh, We will be receiving two to three updated vacancy projections during the May vacancy bid, uh, which you can see on SRC's webpage at SWAPA.org, and this is going to help everyone assess the appetite for the new category that's going to be opening, and given the flip to in Oakland, some of those pilots may want to bid to the Las Vegas EBG depending on how their projected seniority shows up. Um, so it's it's just really important to be checking the resources that we have for you, as well as just update that bid. We can't say it enough. Just check your vacancy bid.
3: I will say to to go on that. For most most people, we just want you to get that uh, Las Vegas um, ETOPS options into your vacancy bid somewhere, so that our vacant uh, that first vacancy projection that we get right when the May vacancy opens is more accurate um, to begin with. But there are two caveats for that. One is if you have a domicile right of return already, um, we kind of we we do suggest that you hold off on making any changes because if you do make a change, um, currently right now the programming for the vacancy will um, will make you ineligible for domicile right of return if you make any change, including just adding L A uh, Las Vegas at the bottom. Um, So we're still working through that with the company and there should be some more uh, uh, announcements about that, you know, as we get closer towards the vacancy here.
0: And I know this is very, very basic, but I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there for our listeners. Can you please tell them when does the vacancy bid open?
2: The vacancy bid for May opens on March 23rd and it will close on March 30th.
1: And if somebody were interested in putting in their training golden days off, when would that be done?
3: uh you can put your training golden days off in until uh 0800 on March 30th so unfortunately you won't know whether you definitely are in the E-tops big group at that point and going to training but if you have any interest in it at all, you know, like you're putting it higher in your vacancy bid, or if you have any concerns that you might be displaced into it, um, or if you're one of the folks in Oakland that is going to be flipped uh, into the Oakland ETOPS, you definitely want to put in training cold days off um, by 8 o'clock on the 30th just to make sure um, you have something in.
1: And there's really no problem if you put them in and don't go to training.
3: Correct. It's just for, uh, it's just for trainings use if they're scheduling you, yes.
0: So tell us, tell the listeners, what does the ETOPS training footprint look like?
2: The ETOPS training is a three-day footprint in Dallas with training deadheads on front and back. And then it will also be followed by a two-leg route qual. And we have discussed with the company uh, to make sure it's taking place on the pilot's first ETOPS pairing as much as possible.
0: And how long is that ETOPS qualification good for? The ETOPS qualification is good for
2: three years, but if you bid out of an ETOPS base, you will not be recalled whenever that ETOPS recurrent cycle takes place. But uh, currently, it's a three-year qualification.
1: Uh, last question for you, Scott. Where should our pilots go for further information?
3: Well, certainly you want to, you know, review the frequently asked questions that both the company and SWAPA has put out. Um, Uh, SRC and Calm are putting out targeted emails um, to both the general membership, you know, because everybody might be interested in ETOPS and then specifically to the Oakland and and Las Vegas pilots, especially after the vacancy closes, will have uh, targeted questions and answers, you know, about, you know, how the vacancy works and then how do you how the bid lines work, how bid lines work when you have an EBG. So um, you definitely want to look at those. Um, all of those will also be on the uh, SRC webpage of SWAPA.org along with uh, the projected vacancies, you know, lance projections, all that kind of stuff. So uh, there's always a lot of good information on the uh, SRC page.
0: Our thanks to Scott and Kara for joining us for this short episode on upcoming ETOPS changes. As Bob Waltz said in his email on Monday, they provide a glimmer of optimism for our airline's recovery following a very difficult year. You'll be hearing more from Scott when the next scheduled Swap A Number podcast drops in about 10 days. We'll be talking to him and senior analyst Megan Nealon about contract 2020 scheduling, which is a core issue as we return to CBA negotiations in April.
1: As always, we want to know what you liked and didn't like, or if you have any ideas for a future podcast. So please drop us a line at com.swapa.org. We really do want to hear from you.
0: Finally, today's bonus number is 1,316. That will be the number of pilots in ETOPS categories after the dust settles in May. Despite ongoing threats to furlough less than 90 days ago, the company is now able to take advantage of strategic opportunities like our new city announcements and ETOPS with the knowledge that our pilots will always be up to the task. Swapa is optimistic that this is a sign of good things to come for both our membership and our airline.
2: House 424. Last take is child on a ghost. you mile and a half final. Wind calm. Then we can call them. two 26 left. 3rd land. 3rd land two six left. House 424.